In difficult days and facing dire circumstances, it is always good to remind ourselves that God is greater than all. Scott Pauley is examining the miracles of Jesus recorded for us in God's Word. Our hope is that the message in these miracles will become real in your life. Christ is enough. Let's open our Bibles and join the study now. It is so much easier to believe God for somebody else's problems than it is for your own. When everybody else is going through their storm, we say, oh, just believe the Lord, brother. And then suddenly the, the wind picks up, the clouds roll in, the rain starts falling in our lives, and we wonder where the Lord is. You see, everybody needs a storm. Without the storm, you never know Jesus like you ought to know Jesus. Without the storm, you really don't get to know the one who stands up on the bow of the ship and says, peace be still. I think that's part of the reason the Lord allows difficult days and dark hours in all of our lives. We turn our attention today to a famous story recorded for us at the end of Mark chapter number 4. Now, it is actually one of the miracle accounts that is found in Matthew, Mark, and Luke. You can find it in Matthew chapter 8. You can find it in Luke chapter 8. But I want us to look at Mark's account today in Mark chapter number 4. This gospel of action tells it, I think, in, in a powerful way. It begins in verse 35, where the Bible says, In the same day when the even was come, he saith unto them, Let us pass over unto the other side. And when they had sent away the multitude, they took him, even as he was in the ship. And there were also with him other little ships. And there arose a great storm of wind, and the waves beat into the ship so that it was now full. And he was in the hinder part of the ship, asleep on a pillow. And they awake him. And say unto him, Master, carest thou not that we perish? And he arose and rebuked the wind and said unto the sea, Peace be still. And the wind ceased, and there was a great calm. And he said unto them, Why are you so fearful? How is it that ye have no faith? And they feared exceedingly and said one to another, What manner of man is this that even the wind and the sea obey him? And really the end of the story is in the first verse of the next chapter, verse 1 of chapter 5 says, And they came over unto the other side of the sea into the country of the Gadarenes. You should connect like bookends on this account, uh, Mark chapter 4 verse 35 and Mark chapter 5 and verse number 1. Jesus said, Let us pass over to the other side, and they came over unto the other side. Look, if the Lord said you're going over, you're going over. If he said you're going through, you're going through. You're not going to die there. This is not the end of the story. Sometimes in the storm, we forget what Jesus said. When you get in the middle of your storm, in the middle of the night, in the middle of the sea, rehearse the promises of God. Rehearse again what the Lord said he was going to accomplish and where he was going to take you. In the opening chapters of Mark, in the opening chapters really of all of these gospel records, the disciples watched the Lord perform lots of miracles for other people. And I repeat again, it's easy to believe God when others are dealing with a difficulty, but then there's our stress, our strain, our struggle, our storm. And the Lord Jesus was seeking to teach the disciples something here, and he's going to use them greatly. I mean, when they get to the other side, they're going to see a powerful miracle with a demon-possessed man being delivered. But the Lord's mission is never accomplished without the storms, never. 
We'll never see the, the mighty power of God without the storms. There's so many things in this brief account. We want to concentrate, of course, on our Lord's power, the power to stand up and just say, peace, be still, and the wind ceased, and there was a great calm. That's power. Uh, what manner of man is this that even the wind and the sea obey him? But if you'll permit me today, let me zero in on a different aspect of the miracle, and that is the peace in the storm, the peace in the story. Now, the first peace that you see here is the peace that Christ has. Where is Jesus? He is literally lying down in the hinder part of the ship, asleep on a pillow in the middle of a storm. I don't know about you, I get a little motion sickness if there's too much rocking and reeling going on. Uh, but our Lord Jesus was was not sick. He was not troubled. He was not even awake. He was sleeping. Now, that ought to tell us something. It certainly should have told the disciples something, and it is this. The Lord has everything under control. You know, right now, there's a lot of restless people in this world. There's a lot of people who can't sleep. They have no peace. But I want to remind you, all is well in heaven. The old chorus said, everything's all right in my Father's house. If Jesus can rest, if Jesus has such peace and calm, don't you think his followers ought to have peace and calm too? That in the midst of the turbulence, some of God's people ought to exude and exhibit some of the same kind of serenity and peace, the testimony that Christ is enough, that the Lord knows, that the Lord truly has it under control. In fact, there's almost some humor here when they said, as they awakened him, Master, don't you care? Carest thou not that we perish? There's a couple problems with their question. The first is they weren't perishing. They were going over. And the second is he certainly did care. It's funny how we can call him master and not believe that he masters our situations, but he does. Uh, the only thing sometimes he has a hard time mastering is us because we're not yielded as we ought to be. And so the first peace we see here is the peace that Christ had. Then there is the peace he commanded. <laughs> the Bible says he just stood up and said to the sea, Peace be still. Someone said, how's that possible? Well, friend, he made the sea to start with, and he made the storm to start with. He made it all to start with. Don't you think he has control over it? The creator is the sustainer. He didn't abdicate control to something else. Uh, it's not Mother Nature at work. God is in control. The Lord holds all of it in the palm of his hand. And so he just commands peace. The Lord has a way of changing things and controlling circumstances and turning it around. Have faith in God. In fact, our Lord is about to ask them why they're so afraid, and he answers that question with another question, how is it that you have no faith? See, everyone either lives through fear or through faith. You're going to have to decide today which way you're going to live. You're either going to fear circumstances or faith Christ. You're either going to be troubled today at everything you see and hear, or you're going to trust today that the Lord has the ability to stand up and speak one word, and suddenly peace can come to all of that. So there is the peace he has, there is the peace he commands, and then there is the peace he teaches. Now, don't miss this. Certainly, he can speak one word and bring peace to a circumstance. He can change things. But whether he changes the circumstances or doesn't change it, and regardless of when he changes the circumstances, there is a certain peace he's trying to teach all of us. It's the calm of spirit. We want the storm to calm. Well, that, that'll happen eventually. The Bible says in verse 39, the wind ceased. There was a great calm. That will happen eventually. This too shall pass. Uh, everything passes. God makes everything beautiful in his time. No season lasts forever. 
But what Jesus is trying to teach those disciples and what he's trying to teach us is that there is a peace you can have not after the storm is over. There is a peace you can have in the middle of the storm. There's a victory that comes not after the battle, but in the middle of the battle. What is that? That is the peace of our Lord's presence. If you and I could simply acknowledge that the one who is this at this moment on the throne of the universe is not wringing his hands and worrying over the future. He's not troubled. He's not surprised. He's not uh, taken, you know, by some shock today. No, he sees the end from the beginning. He has everything under control. If we could see him that way, we would see our storm differently. If we could get our eyes off of the sea and back on the Savior, it would change everything. It'll be wonderful when the Lord says, Peace be still to your circumstances, and that will happen. But today, would you let Jesus say those words to your soul? Would you let the Lord stand up on the bow of your ship, the ship of your heart that's rocking and reeling right now, and hear him say to you, Peace be still. Why are you so fearful? How is it that you have no faith? Maybe the greatest thing we need today is not God to speak to our circumstances, but God to speak to us. Take these words with you today, my friend. Christ is enough. What an encouragement to know that regardless of the situation, we can trust the Lord Jesus. You can find a Bible reading schedule through the Miracles of Jesus and many additional study resources at enjoyingthejourney.org. Visit us online today and let us know that you're listening. We are very grateful that you're making this journey with us through God's Word. Until next time, remember this, Christ is enough. Thank you.